Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. And it is a somber day, <clears throat> he says in an upbeat voice, because uh, we lost Richard Cole, the road manager for Led Zeppelin, who made it through 1968 through Nebworth as their guy. He was their logistics guy. He took care of them. He took them from show to show in the early days. He drove the Lincoln convertible <clears throat> in the uh, in the winter from Colorado to Seattle to Portland um, down to California. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of course, as soon as I turn the mic on, I get a tickle in my throat. Um, and yeah, I got on I got online this morning as soon as I got to work. <clears throat> and saw that he had passed. And that's really unfortunate. He's been a, a source of a lot of information. He kind of broke the seal on the Zeppelin mystique when Stephen Davis wrote and published Hammer of the Gods back in 85. He was um, a primary source. <clears throat> During that time, he was suffering from a lot of the same substance abuse issues that rockers were suffering from. And it had been alleged that, you know, he made up some of the stories uh, for a paycheck. And that was that was alleged by the band. Um, however, there's been multiple, multiple alternative sources that that corroborate a lot of what was going on. And yes, lo and behold, Led Zeppelin were not always titanic gods striding in perfect perfect harmony they were <clears throat> occasionally fucked up rock stars who did fucked up shit uh, in other words they were human and uh i never met richard cole i mean why would i uh, i i never contacted him i kind of in the back of my mind had always wanted the same thing as with you know um poor andy adams when he passed Something that's on that is always on my list of like, man, I'd love to talk to Andy. And I had talked to him now and again as a source for, you know, first person stuff from Jimmy in the 80s with Roy Harper. But Richard was someone I'd always kind of wanted to, but felt intimidated. It's kind of the story of my life. Not 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 taking the leap when the opportunity presents itself. But now that opportunity is gone and uh I understand from what Dave Lewis wrote that Richard had been doing poorly, but it was still a surprise. And that uh, <clears throat> although with Zeppelin, he was notoriously ruthless in the latter days when, I mean, there's cocaine, there's heroin, and Led Zeppelin itself became kind of notoriously ruthless. He was he was known for uh, delivering devastating kicks when necessary. And um, <clears throat> I can't remember, but I think he may have been involved with the altercation at the Oakland show in 77 where somebody messed with Peter Grant's kid and then Bonzo and I think Richard, but I don't know. It might have been Peter uh, kicked the living shit out of the guy and fled the country. <clears throat> I apologize for the cough, for the throat clearing. It just won't go away. Well, why don't you pause, Mark, and clear your throat? I will. Hold on. There, I'm back. I'm kind of worried because uh, a guy I work with has been sick since 
just before Thanksgiving. And he's got that, you know, the crud where you get sick and it's in your sinuses and in your lungs. And once it gets in your lungs, it's not COVID. He was tested. It's just the good old fashioned chest flu. And it's there for weeks. And your voice is low like Johnny Cash and you have no energy. He has that. I do not want that. And yet I'm starting to feel like I'm getting it. But I always do. If you listen to my podcast, I'm always like, I think I'm getting sick. I think I wonder if this is an allergy. Because then it gets in my head and I obsess over it and go, am I getting sick? Is this getting sick or is it just whatever? So we shall see. Feels like I might be getting sick, though. But whatever. Back to Richard Cole. Uh, It's sad that he died. He He was a wealth of information. He was first person. He was, you know... The, he was in the inner circle. He, Peter, and the band. I don't think there was anybody else. And he had the stories. He had the data. And from what I've read from people on Facebook today, he was very, very kind and generous with Zeppelin fans and with people in general. He didn't just stop with Zeppelin. after He, uh, he was not involved in the 1980 tour. I think the band and Peter uh, sacked him. And... Uh, in the hopes of him getting his shit together. And I mean, if <clears throat> if you were too off your face for 1979 Led Zeppelin to handle, you really were in a bad spot. Because holy shit. You know, Jimmy and Bonzo and Peter were in deep trouble. And if Richard was worse off, maybe he wasn't worse off. Maybe he had more responsibility. Material responsibility is like, make sure the sound's guys are there make sure shit's set up make sure the trucks are loaded make sure everybody knows what they're doing as opposed to just show up and play or count the money <clears throat> demonet but in any case he was released by the band right after nebworth and um if i recall correctly ended up in jail in italy on some trumped up bullshit like terrorism charges like they thought he was responsible for some bombing and he uh, got clean in jail. He was actually in prison when, when Bonzo died and got out and <clears throat> at some point got his shit together and managed other bands, helped other bands, helped other artists. And from what Dave Lewis said, he also got very active in AA. You know, bless him for that. Good, 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 good. And um, was, I guess, an all-around guy. He... he I guess he 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 didn't come out of Zeppelin with money, which was something I think he was a little he was resentful of a little, which I don't blame him. And again, this may have been addict Richard Cole talking because I think it was in the Hammer of the Gods where he was complaining about that. <clears throat> like everybody came out of it with money except him. He just got paid as an employee, and it was like, all right, see you later, buddy. I don't know. There was some sort of reconciliation or at least acknowledgement that, okay, maybe on occasion we did get a little out of our heads because he was at the um, the O2 reunion, which was in 07. So I hope there was some rapprochement with the band. Robert today <laughs> put out a statement that was... It was interesting. He said no, no he won't be able to... Sp- will miss his tall tales or there'll be no more tall tales. And I don't know, maybe Richard really did make shit up, but I don't see, he didn't need to. There's enough stuff that's verified to have happened from multiple sources that you didn't need to make up stories about Led Zeppelin. But in any case, the circle grows smaller. There's one less light. There's one less source of information. 
as one less person who was there. And it's sad. So, you know, take a moment to uh, remember Richard Cole. And if it weren't for him, I truly wonder how many Led Zeppelin biographies would be out now, how interesting they would be, and how long it would take before that seal was broken and a more honest history of the band came out. Barney Hoskins? Yeah, I think that's his name. His book is fantastic, and it's nothing but interview quotes from people who were there, people who worked at Swansong, people who managed, people who did this. That might have been the first thing that actually broke through the Led Zeppelin mystique. And that's a good shit 20 years at least after Hammer of the Gods. So Richard Cole, he was a road manager. uh, He was a road manager for the Yardbirds. He was a road manager for the new vaudeville band. He left uh, in 74 when the band were not active on the road and managed Clapton on Clapton's comeback tour after he got off heroin and was coming back. So he he's he's a huge luminary in rock history, and he is uh, like Andy Adams, maybe and even more so because he's first-person experiencer. Um, we lost a lot. We lost a great deal. And uh, may he rest in peace. Sounds like he was a very sweet guy. And Dave Lewis had talked to him not too long ago about the evening in Led Zeppelin book that he had written and revised. Richard wrote the foreword to that, the first edition. And as Dave said today, he would also call Dave and make corrections. Like, that's not what happened that night. That happened this night. And, And Dave would defer to him because, as he said, he was there. Now, who knows? Memory is, you know, Jimmy's memory is not spot on because who the fuck can remember what happened 47 years ago in, in, in to the day, you know? <clears throat> but, all right, enough about that. Rest in peace, Richard Cole. It, it, it is grim news. It is grim news. But in better news, those little scallywags over at the Dogs of Doom have unearthed and released an improved source for the legendarily recorded and videotaped and hoarded Pontiac 1977, April 30th, giant in the the dome, the Superdome or whatever they called it. 70,000 people inside seeing Led Zeppelin. Holy mackerel. There was a video system in place, just like Seattle, and uh, the videos do exist. They're hoarded tightly, and if you go over to Royal Arlene's, you'll see the bullshit of people who are, like, making the typical allusions to having seen it or having possession of it, and the people losing their minds calling bullshit. You know, the people who are, people are speculating about it and going, well, if they did have it, it would be on pneumatic tape. And someone replies, it isn't, you know, something like that. Um, In any case, this is not about the video. The video will come out at one point or another, I'm sure. This is a much better show than Seattle. This is kind of in line with the Cleveland shows. 
it's not quite as high watermark as the uh, last show, the 28th in Cleveland, but it is pretty awesome and there's some pretty good stuff and the sound is much improved. That doesn't mean it's great, but it is much improved and it is worthy of bringing up here because a lot of people, a lot of you guys who listen are, of course, Zeppelin fans and Zeppelin Live fans who know their shit, but you may not know that this is out. So you're like, Pontiac, ugh. But no, it's better. I, I don't know. They don't know. Dogs of Doom doesn't know the generation, but it is it is better than the standard second generation source that has been out forever. So I don't know if it's a better transfer, higher gen of the original. I don't know if it's from the master. I don't know if it's first gen. I don't know nothing other than it's a good show that is in better quality and we're going to hear some of it. We're not going to hear a whole lot of it. I'm not, usually I play three songs, but this is 77. <laughs> if I play three songs, it's going to be like a month long podcast. I'm not Dan Carlin. I can't do that. So we're going to play two songs, but they're going to be good and they're going to be long. We got, first of all, you know what? First of all, let's just jump into it, shall we? No quarter. And then while you're listening to 26 minutes of no quarter, I'm going to bring up the set list and the notes and give proper credit to the liberator. I think it was lurker. I'm not quite sure, but I don't want to misspoke, misspeak, mistake, because I'm usually wrong when I pull it out of my ass and try to remember. So <clears throat> listen to no quarter friends. Jonesy, of course, is great. There's some great blues, some great boogie woogie, some great stuff. It's a nice, it's, it's 77, no quarter. It's good stuff. So listen, enjoy, and I'll be back in half an hour.
Well, that was fucking awesome. I think we can all agree that that was really, really good. And I think those in the know can also agree that that is a much better source. Much more listenable, much less bombastic and distant. You can still hear the enormity of the venue and the audience being, you know, louder than Zepp in in ways because there's so many of them. But that was really, really great. I loved Jimmy's playing when they came in for the the, the blues rock uh, boogie woogie stuff. Loved it. I loved it. I hope you did too. That was a top notch, no quarter. And uh, I think <laughs> I think I have nothing to say after that. That was a top notch, no quarter. I thought I had something to say, and I had it just a. You ever have that where it's just like a just a flat spot? And there's nothing there. That's what happened. I was talking, and there was nothing to say. Everything fell apart. It was great. Hope you loved it. It was courtesy of. Lurker, also known as Zephead315, also known as the fellow who has the Led Zeppelin Boots YouTube channel, who posted this and made this available. It is an upgrade. So if you want to hear this to your heart's content, you can go to his YouTube channel, look up Led Zeppelin Boots. First of all, that's a great resource because he has a trillion boots, always the best quality available, always friendly, service with a smile. And uh, it, it, avail yourself of that resource. Man. <laughs> I will also have this available on my website. I am ridiculously behind on posting them, and I just cannot get my shit together. Although, I'm going to be taking some time off, hopefully. Um, maybe between Christmas and New Year's. I do finally I have a replacement for my assistant at work. I'm in the in the process of training them. They're getting it real quick, but it's not to the point where I can actually leave at my regular time yet. They're not quite ready to have the uh, training wheels taken off and fly solo. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to the job, even though it's not it's not a glamorous job. But there's a lot they need to know and a lot of shit. Well, you know how it is when you're training someone for a job. And if I were to leave at my regular time, it would be a disaster. And every situation that came up would be one of those exceptions to the rules that they were taught. So soon I'll have more free time. Soon I'll catch up on stuff. And soon I will get my shit together even more. Plus the holidays. And I also realize I'm spending a lot more time. I'm spending every weekend with my family now. It's really nice. Um, myself, the ex, my daughter their dog, their kitty cats. It is great. It has just been every weekend for a while. And I think it's going to keep going that way because it's nothing but good vibes and harmonious feelings. And everybody leaves. Everybody enjoys it. Everybody's happier. But it means that I don't sit around all weekend working on podcast stuff because I'm with my family. But I will get a podcast out this weekend on Sunday um, because I have a really, really nice page plant show I want to get out from uh, 
November, end of November 1998, one of the last Page Plant shows. And if you uh, know, the 98 tour is smoking as far as Jimmy's playing. His playing is insanely good, insanely good. And it only got better as the tour went on. And uh, I want to share that with you. So I will do that this weekend. And what else? Ah, yes, you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube under the nom de plume, Heart of Markness. So please, if you're on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back, you know, unless you're fucking crazy. (laughs) You know, there are some crazies out there, but I will happily follow you back. Facebook, there's a nice Facebook group with uh, more than between 150 and 200 folks in it. Good folks upstanding folks and that's a nice place to hang out and talk music and talk zap with like-minded people um everybody's really nice you're on face demographically you are absolutely on facebook because you're at least generation x if not a boomer so yeah if if i know there's a million zeppelin places to hang out or to share stuff, but um, the heart of Markness is is although I'm not that active on it myself, I guess I should be. I'm just not a rah rah. How's everybody doing today? So, uh, what's your favorite song off of Zeppelin Four? I'm not much for the the icebreaker, uh, get the conversation started, but I did set up a nice space that is uh, pretty chill, and you can talk amongst yourselves. And I, you know, I'm there every day, curating and responding. And of course, there is YouTube where. All my Led Zeppelin podcasts are stored as well as everywhere else where you can hear this podcast. But if you want to hear it on YouTube, you can do that too. Another vector, Victor. What else? Yes, if you like what I do and you like how I do it, you may consider becoming a patron of this podcast. And uh, you get a podcast to yourself every month as well as access to my glamorous and glorious cloud drive on which all the shows you've heard are stored as well as a bunch of stuff that you haven't heard because it's my it's my live music podcast so there's a bunch of stuff up there that you just haven't heard you would have access to it whereas the the unwashed masses the plebs do not which makes you in some ways better than them and you also get your name read unless you tell me not to And so I offer, these are the titans upon whose shoulders rests this mighty podcast. And a laurel and hearty handshake go out to Andrew, Philip, Picard, Knegern, Jeff, Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, almost St. David, David H., you're making it to St. Davidhood, other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Everybody, thank you very, very much for your patronage, for your support. It is uh, materially significant. Keeps the lights on in the podcast, so to speak. Covers the hosting and the hosting and the more hosting. As well as things like this microphone through which I'm speaking to you. Thank you, Jeremy, for that one. All right. I'm uncomfortable talking like that. 
let's jump back. Oh yeah, heartofmarkness.com. The uh, site at which I am behind at posting, but ideally in a perfect world, every show that we cover would have the download link on that heartofmarkness.com. So you'd be able to get at some point soon when I get my shit together, you'll be able to get this entire show. If you'd like, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Led Zeppelin boots on the YouTube has a link up there as well. He usually does for a week or so. So if you want it pronto, jump over there to YouTube. I'm sure he has a mega link for it. If he doesn't, just uh, slow your roll and wait for me to get caught up, man. And I thought I had more notes for you, but I don't. Um, the set list is a standard 77 set list. You know, nothing crazy, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. This is a standard 77 set list, and it's a great show. And what makes it even greater is that you know, although it's been available, it's a better, it's a better sound. And they're so good at that teasing out these better sources because it gives new life. This is not a show that I've listened to because the first time I heard it, I'm like, yikes, no, thank you. But now, no, this is perfectly listenable. I would say, you know, it's very good or very good minus in places. And, uh, it was perfectly great for no quarter. You could hear everything and, and, um, yeah, Bless these guys. For real. Kudos to Dogs of Doom. I wish I was a more social animal and not so introverted and, I don't know, insecure, self-doubting, self-sabotaging. Because I would love to jump in and be part of this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm the guy. That's me in the corner. (laughs) I'm the guy in the corner with the drink, just uh, bopping his head softly to the music and hoping no one talks to them. Until I get engaged with somebody uh, conversationally, in which case I can't shut up. So, Dogs of Doom, thank you. God's work. There's more and more stuff coming out. And not only do they have an upgrade to this Pontiac, Michigan show, they also came up with, uh, shit, how many? 219 never-before-seen images from the Silver Dome. That's correct. Beautiful black and white photos. They liberated those as well. I don't know what they did. Maybe they bought them off eBay. I don't remember. I saw something about that. But um, basically, they're doers. They get shit done. And um, it's really impressive. And they're not all college kids. There's shit. There's even some boomers. Not boomers. Fuck. Libeled myself. Gen Xers my age who are involved in this. It's really a beautiful community. Um, and they have done invaluable work. If they did nothing else from this point forward, if they did nothing else other than badge holders blues, they would have earned their place in the Pantheon, but they just keep chugging along, finding stuff, improving stuff, merging, remastering, finding better sources, finding better generations, finding photos, finding more video, transferring old eight millimeters that have been on YouTube forever with better equipment to get better transfers that look fucking great. Dogs of Doom, bless them. I'm so, so happy they reached out to me back in the day. And I'm so happy to be able to have access to this. Thank you, everybody on Dogs of Doom. All right. I went way off the rails and started rambling. What are we going to do now? What we're going to do now is we're going to listen to 
Achilles last stand because it is a corker. It is not as clear and transparently uh, audible as no quarter because it's much more bombastic. So there's a lot more sound coming out of them. So there's not quite the clarity and instrument separation that we had in no quarter, but it's a rousing, rollicking version of Achilles last stand. And what the fuck? It's good, right? Led Zeppelin. So let's hear this from the mighty arms of Atlas.
Nice. Bonzo seemed a little restrained in that one. I mean, excellent, but nothing like the the manic, crazy L.A. fills. Um, Loved it. Loved it. Love this show. Going to listen to it more. Thank you very much, Lurker, for liberating this and posting this. And everybody else involved with making this happen. Thank you so much. Also, something I wanted to lead with before the sad news of Richard Cole uh, superseded is Robert Plant and Alison Krauss's album, Raise the Roof. I like. I like better than Raising Sand. And even if you're like, I don't really like that shit. There's some good stuff on that album, including Searching for My Love, which has been in my head for days. Such a pretty song. Such a pretty song. Allison's perfect voice harmonizing with Robert, who also has to be perfect to harmonize. So good. No, 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 no. It's 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 heaven. I, I really enjoy it. If you haven't heard it, jump up on Spotify or whatever and, and give it a listen. Uh, the opening song, Quattro, is excellent. But Searching for My Love, oh boy. Great for headphones, great for a good system. Don't just listen to it like through your phone or on computer speakers necessarily because on headphones especially, you need to hear Allison's voice in your ear right next to you on the left-hand side just singing beautiful, beautiful harmony to Robert's beautiful, beautiful voice. He gets some low end in there, which he ordinarily doesn't really do. It's... uh. Searching for the one that I adore, I think is one of them. Drops down. Love it. Man. All right. Thank you for listening. Oh, we broke an hour. We haven't done that in a while. All right, friendos. I will be back, like I said, this weekend with the Page Plant Show, unless something else catches my eye. You know how I am with shiny things. And if it is, something else will be this weekend, and Page Plant will be next Thursday. You know how I do. Please... Be good to yourselves and each other. And thank you. Trying to find the off button. There we go.